Hello and welcome to this week's episode of College News Fit to Digest. Every week we pick a few news items relating to US colleges and discuss it with our own Shweta Bagade. Alma Matters curates the news daily relating to US colleges and makes it available on almamatters.io/news. We pick a few news items from that curated list and discuss it every week here in these podcasts. Now, without further ado, on with the podcast. Hey Shweta, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Very well. You? Not too bad. Not too bad. That's good, I suppose. Um, <laughs> so, very well. So first week, first day of February. Um, so here we go again with a bunch of topics. So I thought um, we could start off with this uh, news item about, you know, survey, I guess, that shows that 60% of the students or college students feel that SATs should be dropped. So, um, you know, I, I think it's been moving in that direction, but I thought the number came as a surprise, at least to me. Uh, what do you think? Um, I, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's it's not as sig- if it was 70 or 80 percent, that would definitely be really significant. But mm-hmm. I, I know where you're going, that it's, you know, more than half. Mm-hmm. I think it's driven by everything else they have to do. There's so much that they have to deal with in under normal circumstances without COVID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, doing well in school, doing their extracurriculars, um, even trying to have a little bit of a, you know, fun high school experience that the SAT is a pretty stressful piece that's added. Mm-hmm. And it definitely adds to their, to the demand of their college process and high school journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely can see why kids w- want to get rid of it. But I can also see why some students want to keep it. If um, it, a lot of people like that tangible, mm-hmm. they like knowing that if I get, you know, 1400 on my SAT or 30 on my ACT, these are the colleges that are, I can consider for applications that it's an easy way to figure out where you can apply, where you have a chance of getting in, not guaranteed admission, but definitely a chance. I guess there's also a, um, I don't know what the right word is, but it's a much more definitive thing than an opinion, right? An essay or some, uh, something else is really subject to who the reader is and what, what they what baggage they carry, so to speak. Um, whereas, you know, these kind of scores, um, assuming all, all things being equal, can be very definitive in that sense. So, you know, a 1600 is a 1600, and you, you cannot argue that it is actually 1500 or whatever, right? So I think there's that, but, you know, again, you weigh it against all the other inequalities that are being discussed. And plus, of course, the pure workload and the other parameters that go into it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of pieces to that. I, I think the, the students who um, like the tangibles, that's one thing. There's also students who, you know, maybe didn't take high school very seriously. 
Mm. And then by the time they took it seriously, it's almost, you know, it's hard to, you know, climb out of that hole kind mm-hmm. of thing. And the SAT and ACT scores give an opportunity to show what they're capable of doing. They may not achieved it in high school for whatever most reasons are maturity or they actually have other you know factors that come into play family obligations things like that um but the scores give them an opportunity to say yeah i i had a 3.0 but look at my 1400 sat score you can see that i'm capable it goes back to what you were saying it's a it's a tangible yeah people like you know even grades on some level can be subjective so they're SATs and ACTs it's right or wrong right (laughs) you know I um interestingly enough um this is a survey of students but I just talked to um the University of Wisconsin Madison's one of the admissions officers there and um she was saying, so they are test optional like most colleges. And I was asking about this, uh, about not having SATs. Does it make it harder or what do you, what is their sort of field? And funnily enough, she said that they and their team actually prefer not having the SATs. It was always a component, not the predominant component apparently, but um they feel like they get a lot more out of the written material and understand the student a lot more, even though they have to obviously dig in a little deeper to figure that out. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe a lot of things are aligning here in for the larger good, so to speak here. Right. Oh yeah. I've, uh, I've read that too, with the universities having to go test optional over the, during the, pandemic and it looks like more and more universities are looking for the class of 22 to also continue that test optional Mm -hmm. Um, and some are using this opportunity as an experiment to see how these students do compare to the students in the past that Mm -hmm. had scores and to say oh maybe these scores aren't an indicator of thriving in college and graduating and things like that so it's the, I guess, positive thing about the pandemic is it's forced the universities to look a little bit more closely at their admissions process and appreciate the perspectives that are not connected to the test scores. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely more of that, like similar to what Wisconsin admissions is seeing. Moving on to the next news item. Um, so this is sort of concerning the fate of colleges or more the financial state of colleges. Um, so there's this article in USA Today saying that um, colleges, you know, that have been around for over a hundred years, survived a couple of world wars and the 1918 flu and uh, are kind of either perishing or decaying now uh, with the COVID-19 or at least the impact. So it, it's, it's, A says how extreme and severe this was, but also does it say anything else about the college system? Well, I think we've, we've touched on this in the past. The pandemic sort of accelerated 
universities having to look at their financial situation a little Mm -hmm. bit more closely. Um, And definitely, especially for a lot of these, even though they're not as well known, they're established universities in their regions. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's extra important when students are looking at these universities to look at their financial health um, and really understand how the university is kind of managing through COVID. There's so many universities that, and if they're not closing, they're eliminating majors, uh, eliminating athletic programs, things that are, you know, costing them more money than revenue. So uh, it's definitely important. I, if you Google, you know, checking financial health of colleges, there's quite a few um, opportunities for students to find information about that uh, and really kind of make sure that their university is hanging on and doing well to at least survive their four years. Sure. Because that would be, sure. you know, that would be the biggest disappointment I think for any student is that their university closes, they're being absorbed by a college that they were not planning to be absorbed by, however that's handled. So definitely I encourage students to look at that especially now I've done it in the past, but this year has really forced um, that message. Sure. Good topic. Um, Something that, um, something that I was quite intrigued by is talks about how students can sort of turn their extracurriculars over their college, I mean, high school years into scholarships of various kinds. So sounds like a story too good to be true, but it's some <laughs> sort of a spinning ECs into money. So how, how did that work? Um, yeah, I think what it, what that means is, you know, there's a lot of these search websites for scholarships that students can use. Um, you know, of course, the majority of big money scholarships come from the universities themselves in terms of uh, need-based or merit-based aid. But then mm-hmm. there's are these programs at different corporations, um, organizations, things like that, that have scholarships. You have to, you have to find them and you have to mm-hmm. little, dig a little deep in their websites. I, I would always recommend for students to target things that they know. So such mm-hmm. as their parents' corporations that they work for, um, maybe the organization for the sports that they play under and see if there are, you know, scholarships available for them to apply. What I would caution for any student is balance the opportunity, like how many scholarships they're offering mm-hmm. versus the time it takes to fill out the application versus the amount that's given. Sure. Sure. Because you still need to finish high school. You still need to kind of finish strong um, and do well. So we don't want to sacrifice our grades for the scholarship that you might not really have a good chance of getting. Or you spent many hours on for, you know, a $200 scholarship where maybe you you could have just worked or something like that. So it's really important to kind of balance all that out and look for it. It's definitely there. And you've 
we've all read the stories, you know, student pays for entire education through scholarship applications, but they never explain the process that that took. And I'm sure the student sacrificed quite a bit to, uh, you know, apply to so many scholarships, but definitely, you know, I, you have to look and that's the first place to look is look at what you're doing. If you're in music and you play an instrument, look at the organizations affiliated with that kind of um, that you're affiliated with and see if they have the scholarships available um, Mm -hmm. and just go from there. And a lot of local communities organizations have um, like rotary clubs and women's clubs and Elks clubs and things like that. So definitely look into those as well. It's, hmm. It requires research. It's definitely not as straightforward as it sounds. Agree. Okay. I think uh, those are wise words. So that's it for this week. So let's uh, meet up again next Monday. But thank you as always. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure. Again? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Stay safe. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Shweta Bagade on this week's College News Fit to Digest. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to today's podcast. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash Alma Matters to check us out. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you.